Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Women, this show is for you today. We're going to bring girl power to investing this morning. Welcome to Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Thank you to all the wonderful men in my life who are sending me happy International Women's Day messages and virtual roses. Uh, that's wonderful. And physical flowers will be accepted as well, I have to say. All right, let's start this morning with a question. Are women good investors? Well, in 2019, OCBC's economist Vasu Menon shared his personal view that women tend to be more meticulous and take a longer-term view as investors. Well, maybe that explains how in 2007 and during the 2008 financial crisis, women's portfolios outperformed men's by 4 to 6%. And that meticulous long-term female investor proclivity may also explain Fidelity's 2021 Women and Investing Study, where women outperform men by 40 basis points or 0.4% on average, which could translate then into tens of thousands of dollars in terms of positive margin. But as they say, there are three sides to every story. So also in 2019, a survey showed more Singaporean women than men think of investing as a form of gambling indicating that there could be many women out there who are not using the stock market to grow their wealth or to prepare for retirement. So we hope to change that in a small way today. We've invited Seo Kai Lun, Managing Editor of The Simple Sum, to join us this morning. Good morning, Kai Lun. Uh, good morning and happy International Women's Day to you too. Oh, yes. Let's talk about women and investing. So first up, let's go to that OCBC survey. It said more Singaporean women see investing as gambling, but those with confidence and knowledge do better than men. So first up, uh, Kailun, why do you think that there is a stigma among some women or you know, some women seem to associate investing with gambling? Um, I think this has a lot to do with just what is perpetuated. So interestingly enough, in that same survey, it did actually survey women and ask a bit further about why they don't invest. So women have actually cited um, four reasons. Um, one of them being that they find that investments are too risky. Um, they don't know enough about investing. And uh, investing is too complicated as well as um, they don't really know quite where to start. So I think a lot of this comes from um, a lack of understanding what investing is and yeah. just a big fear around the word investing. I mean, I would know too, I once had that same fear. Did you really? How did uh, you yes, get over it? <laughs> oh, wow. It, it took time uh, and I wish I had gotten over it earlier. Um, so maybe just to share a bit about uh, my own investing story. Um, Please. So what I did uh, growing up was that um, I actually went through the 20, uh, 2008 crisis. I uh, did see my parents suffer a bit in that. And from then, oh. investing sort of became a like bad word of thought. And you know when they always talk about investments, and rightly so, they always warn you about the risk involved. So what happened was that in my mind, it was that, oh, okay, if I invest in anything, I might lose all my money. And that's not good. And back then when I was younger, obviously, you think that, oh, I don't really have a lot of money. I don't really want to risk it all. 
which is really, um, as I've learned now, the wrong way of thinking. Because what it does is that it prevents you. So while there is risk in investing, there is a bigger risk or what is also known as opportunity cost if you don't invest. So for myself, it took a while to get there. I have a funny story actually um, because um, my (laughs) aunt actually... My aunt actually does do investing and uh, I, whenever I'll be over at her house, I would actually see her on the phone talking to her remiser, you know, talking about what she's mm-hmm. buying and things like that. Mm-hmm. But instead of being spurred to learn by myself, I was like, I went to my aunt and asked, oh, can I just give you a sum of money and you invest it for me? And right, she piggyback. was the one mm-hmm. who actually sat me down and said, no, I can't do that because you're never going to learn. I can teach you, I can guide you, but I can't do it for you. And I think that, oh, is that is a so very great. important lesson. Teach a lady to fish in the stock market. So you learn a very valuable skill at a young age then. Would you say a teenager when you learn that lesson or a little older? Unfortunately, a lot older, which is why now I, I make it a point to whenever I meet a young person, I'm like, yeah, don't be afraid. Don't let fear stop you. Um, I think common misconception uh, or rather... What I learned as well, it's not so much about um, fearing about losing the money that you put in the stock market, but ensuring that what you put in uh, investing rather is something that you really don't need in the near future. And I think that makes a very big difference in the mindset um, then in terms of looking at risk. Valuable tip, you know, use money in the stock market that you don't mind losing, perhaps. So that gets rid of the fear factor. And don't lead with fear. So don't let fear hold you back. Just get started. And it seems daunting as well. I have to say, when you look at the investment world and you first get started, it seems extremely daunting. There are all these uh, forms to fill out. You have no idea where the CDP account is. But once you put one foot ahead of the other, you'll find that it, you'll get going. You know, you'll get naturally interested in it and you'll learn more. You'll teach yourself to fish. All right. uh, Help us understand why do you think women with confidence and knowledge tend to do better than male investors? So this is the old question, right? Are Singapore uh, women investors better than men? I think it comes down to the fact that um, women by nature tend to be a bit more perfectionistic in nature. Um, This is both a pro and a con. So another study has shown, so for example, a study has shown that, um, so when it comes to get, uh, applying for a promotion, um, so women will only wait until that they fulfill 100% of the criteria that is laid out before they will actually go and apply and say that, oh, I deserve that promotion. Men, on the other hand, studies have shown, as long as they meet 50% of the criteria, they will apply for the promotion already. So I think it's just something that is innate in women to be a bit more, want to get everything right, want to feel like they understand everything before they do. But it also becomes a detriment to them, especially in their investing journey. Great points there. Let's move on to this whole area of risk. So in the same OCBC survey that talked about women relating investing to gambling, it showed that most women, when it came to risk appetite, about 67% of them said they were happy earning about 3 to 6% per annum with moderate fluctuations. So classified as mid-risk there. How do you think women's perspectives on risk and investing can be shifted a little bit? Um, I think it has a lot to do with understanding Um, what they are getting themselves into. So I think if uh, there is a greater understanding. So I think the survey also showed that women tend to rely more on uh, um, financial advisors or people that they trust and to actually do the investing for them. 
So, and mm-hmm. then when that tends to happen, um, there will tend to be a bit more moderate or conservative positions taken, uh, as yeah. opposed to if they learn and understand how market cycles work and how the economy is doing and really taking control uh, for themselves in this uh, aspect. Yeah, I tend to think it's fine. If, if that is your risk appetite, there is no need to sort of move up the scale and go to high risk if you don't want to. But it's a good idea to understand um, what's involved with those kind of um, assets that could earn you more than 6% per annum, for example. So I think the heart of, of the whole risk question is, do you know the best way to grow your money? And the survey showed 42% of women said they just don't know the best way. Mm-hmm. So that lack of knowledge, I think, needs to be addressed and cleared up a little bit. So, okay, let's, let's do that. Before we start with the whole details of upping a woman's sense of confidence in investing, where do you think a woman should start? Yeah, so I think when it comes to investing, uh, one good thing about living in this day and age is that the range of options are really, the, the, the world is your oyster in this respect. Um, so I think uh, what I would actually suggest is to go with the path of least resistance. So you mentioned about um, just now about opening accounts and having to fill in all the forms and things like that. Mm. And that can be, while it sounds like, oh, it's just something you can get over, for some people, this can be something that's really daunting because it's a yes. whole lot of forms and KYCs to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, the good news is that a lot of banks actually do offer a whole range of investment products and it's not just um, your regular savings plans these days. Uh, most banks um, will have options for you to invest directly in the stock market if you want to through associated accounts um, where you don't really need to uh, fill in a form again and give all your details and the ease of transfer of your funds is a lot easier as well. Um, this mm-hmm. includes even robo-advisors. So robo-advisors um, are started being a bit more popular a few years ago. And by this day, uh, by this uh, time, most banks actually do have their own um, such digital advisors as well, which you can easily access. So rather than um, feeling like you have to, oh, it's a very big step, why not go with something that you're familiar with, which is within the confines of probably the bank, uh, which everyone I'm sure in Singapore does have at least one or two bank accounts, and go mm-hmm. with that to start and dip your toes first. Good advice. Yeah, start small. Even though when I see these things pop up on my banking app, they say, oh, here's a regular savings plan. And I always think, okay, but what can I invest in? What What are the, you know, sort of products that you've pre-selected for me? There's a whole wider pool out there. And then, of course, there's financial advisors to speak to if you have more, more money that you want to risk and put into the market. But as you say, you've got to start somewhere. So why not start with um, your bank? right? If that will give you confidence. How do you think we'll know when we're ready to go bigger? So I think that's also the other um, thing that you can do. Um, So one thing that I would suggest is that um, after starting small, whether it's with Mm -hmm. your bank or outside, um, so first start with smaller amounts of money um, that you you can afford or rather that you uh, won't feel so heart pain, <laughs> for lack of a better word of explaining it, to, to have it disappear. And um, for most of us, um, this uh, could be as little as $100. And I think that's the great thing about investing these days. You really don't need as much as you used to in the past. I remember when I st- first started investing, uh, there mm-hmm. was a minimum brokerage fees of a, a certain amount of which uh, I had to at least have a few thousand dollars to invest 
before I could oh. buy stocks or anything like that. Uh, but uh, these days, uh, this and there really isn't this requirement anymore. And we are, I'm just talking about buying broadly into the market. A lot of um, like an index fund. Uh, yeah, like an index fund. But you aren't even just limited by that anymore because you could now certain brokers actually provide fractional fair shares as well. So if you are interested in investing in Google, for example. You use it every day. Um, mm. If you buy it off the stock market, it is quite a large sum of money that maybe you might not be comfortable with if you are just first starting out. But you can opt to get fractional share, which is a, a, a smaller amount, but it will be tagged to the price of that particular um, share or company that you choose to invest in. So there are a lot of options out there. Uh, but if you are still fearful what you can do is to actually try um, a paper account. So quite a number of uh, online brokers these days have a paper account where you don't need to put in real money yet, but you can get familiar with the act of buying and selling and seeing how your uh, portfolio grows. And that can also be a great confidence booster. Um, And once you feel more prepared, then you can go to the next step. And this could be the same even if you have started already and you are trying, you are thinking about investing more money. Try mm-hmm. such um, accounts with more money on paper and gain that confidence first. Good, good tip there. Managing editor from The Simple Sum, Xiao Kai Lun, joining me. And we're hoping to empower women to gain more confidence in investing today here on Money and Me. And what do you think really holds us back when it comes to investing, Kai Lun? I think it is for women at, um, really the fear of making mistakes. There's just a lot of um, worry that, oh, if I, if I make a wrong investment, that's it. I'm doomed for life. And that fear can really be very um, paralyzing for a lot of women and, and men as, as well, actually. Yeah, for sure. And remember, that fear is really predicated. A lot of it is based on the fact that you, there's this gap between the knowledge that you think to do well and uh, the task ahead of you, which is investing. So if you narrow that gap, you gain a little bit of knowledge and just get started, that'll get you on your way. All right. Mm. So we talked about starting small. We've talked about starting somewhere. We've talked a little bit about the fears that are holding us back. Are there any sort of specific investment products or asset classes that we as beginners should be avoiding? Avoiding. (laughs) Yeah. So I think um, what in general, don't invest in what you don't know. I think that would be what I would say is the key thing to actually realize. So while there are a lot of investment products out there, um, first start by getting to know them. And there are a lot of resources out there uh, today, whether it's on the internet or whether it's even speaking to someone within a bank or a financial advisor, start to understand that uh, instrument or the asset class that you are investing in um, before you uh, go in, don't just do it because you are reading online of people doing really well in the investing mm. or in that particular um, investment they are making and things like that. So I wouldn't necessarily say that there's a particular type of investment to avoid. I think what's more important is knowing what you're getting yourself into before you put your money where you intend to put it. Even options, I think that can be tough for the, for the new investor, you know? The, the, the contract oh. gives you right to buy or sell and agree upon oh. price. Yes, I mean, I think that definitely that's not something that you should start off with um, right off the get-go, um, even though you, well, 
we all get bombarded with the ads, especially if you go yes. on YouTube about just give me 30 seconds and I yes. can show you. <laughs> uh, they have upgraded themselves uh, lately. Um, they are talking, um, some of them bring you on their holidays and show you, look, I am holidaying and this is all because of the money I earn via options. Uh, right. Can't got to be real and say that I have been tempted by that before. Uh, but no, um, it's definitely not something worth um, putting uh, that risk in because it is something that's a lot more complicated. Uh, I would say that um, you can, it is definitely a way that you can make money, but it's also definitely a way that you can lose money. So rather than yeah. going in head first into such uh, investing, start smaller, start with the instruments that have proven themselves over time. And there are a lot more out there that you can explore before going into such uh, instruments. Yeah, that's good advice. And it harkens back, ties back to your earlier line as well. You should always invest in what you know and maybe stay away from what you don't know too well. For example, you have no idea what buying a call option means or selling a put option means or selling a call option or buying a put option. Uh, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't know yep. what a strike price is. Um, then... then don't get into it just yet or maybe practice on paper before you get going. All right, let's talk about money lessons. It's one of my favorite things to talk about and I share quite openly what my mistakes are. What would you say is your biggest personal money lesson? Well, it's related to this, which is really not investing a lot earlier. So ever ever since uh, starting here at The Simple Sum, there has been one investing chart that I always share with our readers who t- um, ask about investing and why they should start now. And it, um, what it does show you is that if you start investing at 25 and put in $5,000 into the market every year and just do it for 10 years, so do it until the age 35 and uh, leave it there versus someone who only starts at 35 puts in $5,000 every year and does this all the way um, until they are 60 years old, guess what? The person who actually only put in $5,000 for 10 years, um, thanks to time, had mm-hmm. actually has a lot more money at age 65 compared to the older person who did it only at age 35. Uh, technically yeah. put in a lot more money, but just because of time and compounding interest, um, the person who did it younger and only invested in that 10 years actually ends up with a lot more money for, the re- for their retirement age. And I think that is really quite powerful in illustrating just the advantages of starting young and allowing time to grow your money. I like that. I like that. I'd say just don't put all your eggs in one basket. I mean, it's an old adage, diversifying, but it, it, it's a great way to protect yourself. Also, don't think that, you know, you have to be rich before you start investing. And so wait, because you want that long runway and compound interest to work in your favor. All right, before we let you go, Kailun, it's been so much fun. What would you like to leave our listeners uh, with uh, maybe an important thought on, on investing on International Women's Day? So I would say really start and let go of the perception that you have to like perfectly understand it 100%. So while I did speak about needing to know what you're investing in, uh, the real thing is that no one can be perfect. So don't let that stop you. Um, Just uh, dip your toes, try some of the methods that we talked about today. And I think with over time, when you gain confidence in what you're doing, it will really benefit you and your retirement in the long run. Well said. Thank you so much. Yao Kailun is Managing Editor from The Simple Sum. Have a great day ahead, Kailun. You too, Michelle, and happy International Women's Day, everyone. 
Thank you. This is Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.